What is up, you guys? Welcome back to another episode of Reluminati, the podcast where we drink beer and talk about conspiracy theories. My name is John. And this is Jake. And welcome back. So today, first, before we start the show, we need to go over a little bit of news, which I think we're going to keep doing uh, moving forward in uh, shows. So uh, we've heard some of you guys' feedback. And one, we're not changing the format of the show, but we are going to make the format a little bit more uh, rigid. And so in that respect, one of the things that we are going to uh, make a commitment to try and stick to is our beer portion of the show, the ranting and raving and going off on tangents and all that kind of garbage. We are going to try and keep that part of the show to at or under 30 minutes. Tighten it up a little. Yeah, I know we had an episode (laughs) come out recently and our rant was longer than the conspiracy portion. And I think... We didn't really like that. So <laughs> so moving forward, we're going to try and keep this part fun and like it is, but we're going to try and not bore y'all to death with an hour or 90 minutes worth of to ask a little. Yeah, running off on tangents and shit like that. Another announcement that we have. So we have uh, in our hands now as of today or earlier this week, special edition UV coated vinyl stickers that we're going to start disseminating out, sending to our patrons, sending to people who we know listen to the show, sticking the them world. up around. Yeah, uh, we're going to send them out to people who want them. So if you want a sticker, hit us up and let us know. Um, you can get with us through Instagram at Berluminati Podcast. You can find us on Facebook at Berluminati Podcast. Twitter. Yeah, Twitter. Anywhere. You can get to us there. Uh, you can get to us on our Discord. You can get to us on... Uh, we're around. Uh, Patreon. You can get to us on our <laughs> Patreon. And uh, or you can shoot us an email if you want or whatever. If you just Google Berluminati Podcast, you'll it'll be us. out that you'll find us. Okay, so the other thing that we're going to do is at the beginning of shows before we start, we're going to give you guys a little bit more of a taster of what we are going to talk about. So we're not just like super burying the lead on the content and then going straight into the beer. So like tonight, we'll just jump straight in as if I had just started the show and not gone over the news. So tonight (laughs) we are talking about something about the act of 1871. What is it? Yeah, so uh, there's a, a... Bill passed into law by Congress called the Act of 1871, where essentially they uh, they gave D.C. its own kind of governmental rules, and this turned into a really big conspiracy happening nowadays with the uh, sovereign citizens and the QAnon brigades. So All we're right. going to dip into that. All right, cool. Yeah, so first we're going to talk about our beer, then we're going to jump into that. So uh, let's go ahead and jump into our beer. Uh, Jake, what are you drinking? I am drinking a Surly Brewing Company abrasive double IPA, which is out of the Twin Cities, uh, Minneapolis. Looks like it comes in at about 9.2%. Uh, But yeah, so Surly Brewing Company, apparently they do bikes and beer now, which makes sense because they had a very beer culture kind of focused bike company. I had one of their first bikes, a Surly one by one, which was amazing bicycle. I highly recommend that to anybody. Uh, the IPA, a little underwhelming. I don't know. Yeah, not just, not as not as good as the bikes. No, it's kind of on the side written. Well, I mean, it says abrasive double A, like it's a gigantic explosion. And then on the side somewhere it says, yeah, there's really like little hot buds like exploding. Yeah, out like, from a, the like thing. a big explosion. And yeah. it says aggressive, fruity, and bold. And I really wouldn't use either or well any of those three words to describe it. It's more of just like 
a regular IPA that's not really hazy. Not it's just you know kind of a standard IPA. It's I. It's I. I don't know. I'd like to see what else they're doing because I like their company. So. Yeah. Now this makes me wonder because like breaking the fourth wall again. We've told you guys we record in my garage and it's freezing balls right now. So I mean, <laughs> you know, it's whatever. Yeah. But in my garage, right here to my right, is my wife's Raleigh Hybrid and my Fuji road bike. Yes. I wonder if they make beer. Fuji makes a lot of stuff. Like they do make, they like TVs. Is it the same company? Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Is Fuji like the same thing as like the company that makes the TVs and the yeah. So is Fuji, it the film company and everything? Too? Yeah. Like, so they used to be this really amazing. They made really amazing bikes in the eighties, early eighties. Um, yeah, then, I mean, I love my Fuji. This thing's light as shit, and it yeah. wasn't that expensive. Like it rides good. I've probably put a couple hundred miles on it. You yeah, know, like, they've come back around. They they went from really great to crappy to now they're they're pretty good again. Raleigh's are great bikes too. Um, they always have names of like places around here, and you know people love them here, obviously. Yeah, well, except that um, Raleigh is a UK company, right? Yeah, so it has it nothing to do with yeah. Raleigh, North Carolina. It has everything yeah. to do with Raleigh, UK. Yeah, which or is, which something. Is funny. I don't know. I haven't looked that much into it, but Raleigh's are nice bikes. Especially they sell the them in all ones. the like Dick Sporting Goods stores around here. Do they really? Yeah, they sell the Raleigh's, and they they have oh, names wow. of like rivers around here and stuff. You know. Oh, um, that must have been like a gimmick that they started doing to try and sell more Raleigh bikes here. I think Dick's bought them or something, like bought the name and started making them. Oh, weird. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I I did not buy this one from Dick's. This one came from like a. The same bike store I got my Fuji. Yeah, from. yeah, like an actual bike store. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it's really cool. Psychologic. Those oh, dudes yeah, are really cool. Yeah, yeah. I I grew up working in bike shops. I, I was a huge cyclist growing up. I also worked when I was in college and stuff. I worked at Dick's too, like assembling bikes. But I I highly recommend going to a local bike shop. I feel and, like yeah, I feel like you told me about that. You worked at Dick's for like four weeks or something. It was yeah. like this is gonna be great. I'm just gonna hang out at Dick's and make bikes. Right. And then I got into it and I was like. Fuck this place. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I was like, I'm just going to chill, assemble some bikes. And then all of a sudden I was like unloading trucks at four o'clock in the morning. And I'm like, what am I doing with my life here? Right. You know? Yeah. No. Yeah. I feel like the, the rallies are weird. Like the older ones, like that people still sell on like Facebook marketplace yeah. or whatever that are like the 81, you know, the 80s, 70s and 80s ones. Yeah. You can get They're good as ones. expensive as like brand new hybrids oh, yeah. and road bikes and stuff, but they're trashed. Usually, yeah. I mean, there is a collector aspect to to old rallies, and th- there's a whole like old Tour de France style race bike collections. I I have a I've I don't have many more, but I used to have a bunch of old frames that I collected from different bikes throughout the ages and stuff. But yeah, Raleigh made some really interesting Tour de France bikes in the late seventies, early eighties. Nowadays, the there's only basically like the two big bike company. It's like track and Canada and they're like competing and you know, all the money's going to the same place. Yeah. What's the other one? Specialized. Yeah. Specialized. Yeah. And then there's Fuji and Raleigh and Oh, and there's a ton of like kind of mid range. Schwinn still makes a bunch of stuff. Yeah. Schwinn. And basically if your bike doesn't have Shimano on it, it's trash. Yeah. Like <laughs> So I so I used to I used to race Schwinn was I was sponsored by Schwinn when I was younger before they got sold. And they actually were sold to Huffy, the the parent company of Huffy, on nine eleven. They oh wow, that's crazy! They signed the paperwork the morning of nine eleven. Yeah, that's nuts. Yeah, and I was like, I was like a Schwinn guy through and through. Like I collected like the the old Schwinn, the crates when I was younger, and then um, raced for them. And I raced for them when I was I did BMX, and then got into when they did homegrown mountain bikes, 
and I was obsessed. I mean, they, they gave me new bikes all the time and I worked for a Schwinn company and, uh, yeah. And then that was like 96, maybe 97. And then I went to college and then all of a sudden like, Oh no, Huffy makes them now. Like, Oh, okay. And then they all of a sudden got commercialized Garbage. and crappy. Yeah. yeah. They were just in Walmart after that. You know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Bikes. Yeah. Cause I feel like if I think back, I'm like Schwinn sucks. Yeah. Like yeah. what do we, what but do they mean? didn't used to, I mean, it's some of the seventies Schwinn road bikes are still amazing. You can, you can fix them up. I've got a, uh, a 81 Schwinn, um, super road. And that is an amazing bike, super lightweight. I'm just thinking of your house and I'm, and you always tell me like all this weird stuff that you have <laughs> and all this weird stuff you've done throughout your life. And I'm just like, where do you have this stuff? Where well, I've is got a huge stuff? storage space in the in the back that you can't really see off the oh, deck. Oh, really? Yeah, off the deck. There's oh, okay. Like a big okay. I'm just like, where is all this crap that you yeah. have? And then I, and then there's storage under the stairs where there's some stuff. Your Harry Potter closet. Yeah, and then I have this <laughs> I have this thing called the scuttle, which if you in in what? our hallway, the upstairs hallway, there's a little door to the right that's about three feet off the ground, and the door is about two feet tall. And if you open it up. There's about 800 square foot of empty space in there. Really? Unfinished space. It's not insulated. Holy shit. That's ridiculous. And it's just got like plywood floor and everything I own is in there. So okay. one day we're going to knock down a wall and like expand the master bedroom into that. Oh, that'd be cool. And then I'll lose all my storage space. But like, you know, it'll be better. You'll just have to get a storage unit. Yeah. You I'll just build something. Like anybody there. who has ever played music. Has had a storage right. unit yeah. before. Luckily, at this point, I have pared down my music collection to no longer need a storage yeah. unit. But yeah. Well, drummers are the big ones who need storage units. And guitarists yeah. don't really need storage units. Well, drummers also need a place to play so their family doesn't murder them. Yeah. All right. We should keep moving on. Yeah. Let's to try and keep our 30 minute yeah. thing. Um, so now, for me, for my beer part, um, this is the culmination of 10 <laughs> episodes of this show, uh, which I am now finally going to talk about yeah. Sycamore's Juiciness IPA, which I've been alluding to, I think, since like episode two or three. Or and it was like most that. recently mentioned in episode maybe five or six, too. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So basically, there was this whole situation that happened around me acquiring some juiciness. And I think I've told you guys basically that I'm already completely in love with this beer. He is. He's obsessed. It's amazing. So basically Sycamore, which we talked about a bunch of times, it's a brewery down in Charlotte. And this is one of their two basically budget line beers. And the can, very straightforward. It's a like kind of a, it's a nice light blue can. There's a white leaf on it with a red Sycamore. It has little orange slice cuts all over it and stuff. And basically it says, the description is juicy and refreshing. This thirst quenching IPA is dripping with lively citrus notes. First sip to the last brewed in Charlotte best enjoyed fresh, which I guess this one's getting slightly old. It was canned 1223. Do we know what they consider fresh? I, I mean, I don't know. I don't really know. I don't know either. I mean, is two is, uh, is less than two months fresh. I've heard 90 days is what people can, at least what, I think Stone considered that fresh. I feel like I feel like most beer companies, it's like a month or two. Yeah. A month yeah. or two is pretty fresh. After that, it's like normal shelf beer age. Yeah. And then anything past like six months. Pretty Yeah, because you know how Stone does that best if by beer? They, yeah, vaguely. Yeah. So, I mean, on the West Coast, it's huge. But yeah, they, they have it here too all over the place where they'll do like 
Best Buy Halloween, Best Buy Christmas. Those are usually out like four months before. You know? oh, okay. Yeah. yeah, I wasn't sure that I knew that. But yeah, so this beer only comes in Tall Boys like most, well, everything Sycamore does, Tall Boys only. Yeah. It is a it is a India Pale Ale, 6.8% ABV. The IBUs are not on here, so I don't know what it is, but <laughs> I feel like for an IPA, it's you know fairly light. Um, but basically, the description is spot the fuck on. This <laughs> beer is dope. I have drank probably 10 eight packs of this <laughs> this year. This month. Well, no, no. Well, all since right. Well, Tuesday. it's now since, um, since the beginning of summer of 2020. I mean, you've been drinking nonstop since we started this. I, I mean, I've probably bought at least one eight pack a month, if not one eight pack every two weeks. I feel like you started drinking so. it about when we did episode zero. Probably, yeah. which you guys have not heard episode zero, but just to talk about One what thing. that is, we did a pilot of the show before we actually recorded our first episode. Yeah. We called it episode zero and that episode is out there and it is edited and ready to go and it will eventually be released for patrons. Yeah. So if you are thinking about wanting to get into our Patreon, as our Patreon grows, we're going to start making more content for it, specialized Absolutely. stuff that yeah. we don't post for free. You'll be able to hear episode zero. Uh, we'll post like copies of Jake's books. We'll give you guys yep. all this extra free stickers, shit like that, which I mean, we're going to give you guys stickers if you guess yeah. as long as we don't run out or whatever. I don't know. Or run ourselves out of money mailing yeah. them to you. We'll I don't know. But yeah, we're going to start posting more content like that yeah. on the Patreon. Just, and episode zero was basically us talking about like our conspiracy origin stories, like where we first essentially. Heard, yeah. yeah. So yeah. But let's yeah. get back to juiciness. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I mean, let me let me taste it real yeah. quick. Just Is it still like, as good as day one. Yeah, I mean, I don't know what to say. <laughs> this beer fucking slaps. Still has it. Yeah, it's so good. It's not really hazy because, like, basically the other side of their budget line is this beer called uh, haziness. Oh yeah, and I don't particularly like haziness personally. Like, I thought it was a really cool concept, and I got some thinking it was going to be just as good as juiciness, and I was kind of disappointed by it. Juiciness is definitely better. Juicy, yeah, yeah. Because the hazy and the haziness to me does not outweigh how juicy the juiciness is. No. Because, I mean, this beer is like fucking alcohol, orange juice, but better. <laughs> like I mean, a screwdriver. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, I mean, not exactly. Right, but, I right. mean, but like, I mean, when you pour it into a glass, I mean, it fucking looks like OJ. It tastes like really orangey, citrusy, juicy, IPA and I mean it achieves everything it's trying to achieve like if you want an extremely budget friendly very tasty extremely drinkable high alcohol IPA this beer like achieves all of that very easily and it's it's easy for me to come back to it like I have bought eight pack after eight pack after eight pack of this beer and I fucking love it and it's so cheap it's like at Harris Teeter you can get eight packs for Fourteen dollars. It's like okay. two, it's like two fifty a, a tall boy, right? And and Harris Teeter is our local grocery store. I mean, so you you can just get it at the store you go to every day. You know, so. yeah, yeah. I mean, if you it's go not to, like you have to go to a bottle shop to pick it up. Yeah, I mean, if you do have to get it from a bottle shop, it's probably going to be closer to eighteen to twenty dollars an eight pack, yeah. which I is still to me pretty affordable. I mean, that's more like three three and some change. I saw it at Total boy. Wine. I think it was eighteen ninety nine. Yeah, Total Wine. I looked specifically. I was going to get you some, and then I was like, 
Yeah, and to me, I mean, that's still half the price of like a premium four pack. Yeah, because like a typical premium four pack is gonna be eighteen, maybe sixteen to twenty dollars, yeah. right? And so being able to get an eight pack, even if it was eighteen dollars, I'd still buy it. Right, but I can get it at Harris Teeter basically perma on sale for fourteen dollars. Yeah, so it's like two fifty a beer. It's super drinkable. I love the fuck out of it. It's great. And it's worth, it's definitely worth the extra bucks if you're doing stuff like, if you're just buying like Sierra Nevada Torpedo, like for, which is what, $10.99 a six pack or something. Yeah. This is worth the extra money. I mean, you're getting four tall boys. I mean, it sounds like we're advertising. It's almost a gallon of beer. Yeah. For $14. A gallon of beer? Yeah. Because it's four 32 ounce beers. Oh, 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 I see what you're saying. It's eight 32 ounce beers. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, It's it's like almost a gallon. Yeah. So, but. Not just that it's a great beer. There's also a good story there of customer service, which you found out. Yes. So to get back to my story of like what happened. So you sure we don't want to leave this for next episode? (laughs) (laughs) Shit. I think we just need to end this one now. Um, All right. So basically what happened was, and I've drank a fuck ton of juiciness, which I think we've established at this point. So I can tell very easily whether what is in the can is juiciness or not. And so what happened was I bought an eight pack and I got it home and I was so psyched because I, uh, I didn't have any beer at the time. I bought this eight pack. It was a cold eight pack. So I was ready to come home and fucking drink it. And I put it all in the fridge. I'm so happy. I'm excited. I got another eight pack of juiciness. I take the can out. Yep. I take the can out. I sit down at my table to have dinner with my wife. I pop the thing open. I pour it into a, a, uh, a glass and it looks like piss. It looks like pee. <laughs> I mean, it. well, I'm not, well, maybe not piss, but it looks like PBR. Yeah, just flat, like just kind of. Yeah, it, yeah. it's it's not hazy at all. It's completely translucent, like kind of yellowish color or whatever. Just off. I smell it. It does not smell like an IPA. It, I taste it. It tastes like a really weird coffee, ale, PBR, like it just was not right. I knew it was not right. And so I brought out like another can, popped it open, poured it into a different glass, same thing. <laughs> brought out another can, popped it open, put it into another glass. I burned like half. I burned like almost the whole back. Yeah. And I was just like, what the fuck is going on? So then I eventually looked on the bottom and on the bottom of every can of Sycamore, they uh, they date and name every batch run. Right. And so then I looked on the box too and it had the date stamped on it of which run it was from and I figured out this run was fucked up. Yeah. And so I was like... Like the whole run was... Yeah. Yeah. Which happens. Yeah. I mean, it happens and this is a small brewery, right? Like I'm I'm not going to put quality control issues past people. Like I went to school for Six Sigma to stuff. So it's like I I know quality issues, they fucking happen. But to me is when you let a company know... Hey, you had a quality issue. What they do about it to me is really more important than the fact that I popped open a beer and it wasn't right. So essentially what I did is I went to their Instagram and I was like, Hey, I bought this eight pack. Um, this is the run that it's from. This is the date it was manufactured. Here's right. a picture of the box. Here's a picture of the can. Here's a picture of the bottom. I sent them everything. And I was like, I'm 99% sure this is not right. I don't yeah. know if what's in the can is either a different beer than what this is supposed to be or something is wrong with the beer. Yeah. Um, Did they have some sort of coffee-ish thing at the time that you noticed or anything? Yeah, they had a coffee cream ale out. 
at the oh, time. Oh, so it could have been that. So I was like, this might be that. Okay. Um, yeah, small place. Mistakes right. happen. Yeah. Uh, and so I reached out to him. It was probably like 10 p.m. when I messaged him on Instagram. And like within like 30 minutes, they came back and were like, oh, wow. Uh, well, eventually, at first, I didn't send him pictures. I was just yeah. like, hey, I have this eight pack. I think it's fucked up. Um, and they came back. I was like, send us pictures. They were like, pics uh, or it didn't happen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, they were like, send us pictures. Uh, the batch numbers on the bottom of the can. Send us all that info. info. We'll get back to you as soon as we can. So I sent to them. They were like, all right. Hey, thanks for all the information. Um, let us get with our brewers. Uh, we'll let you know as soon as we can. Before I even woke up, like 7 a.m. Oh, wow. I had messages from They were all over it. Yeah. They were like, hey, all right. So zero hesitation. Yeah. I talked to our brewer. They said that something went wrong with this particular batch where the beers just after they got canned, something fucked up happened with them and the beer got fucked up. Okay. Uh, And they were like, we pulled, uh, we pulled what we thought was as either all of it or as much as we possibly could back from the distributors and got rid of it. But we thought they got it all. Right. Yeah. Yeah, They thought they got it all. And they're like, but we know a handful, we think of these eight packs got out there and we're basically just waiting for people to let us know. And you have all of them. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And they were like, um, and they were like, yeah, so, I mean, you got uh, apparently one of those bad uh, yeah. eight packs. And so they were like, so what I'm going to do is I want you to send me all your contact info. And then um, I'm going to give it to our local rep in your area. And then I'm going to have her get with you and uh, replace the beer. And I was like, okay, sick. Sounds awesome. Uh, so uh, a couple days go by and I hadn't heard anything. So I messaged them, messaged them back and they were like, yeah, yeah, sorry. She was on vacation. Um, she's going to be getting with you on COVID, you know, Monday or something. <laughs> um, and so she texted me and she was like, Hey, you know, guys sent me your info. They didn't really tell me anything. What's the deal? So I tell her the whole story and she's like, okay, cool. What do you, what do you want? I'll just bring you some stuff. And she's like, um, and I was like, yeah, I mean, all I'm expecting is a new, you know, a replacement for what I bought. And they were like, no, no, we're not going to do that. Tell me your top like four favorite beers. We're going to bring you shit. Damn. And I was like, okay, sick. So I tell her all this stuff. She, uh, we end up scheduling a day. She comes by the house um, and she brings me two, four packs, an eight pack of juiciness and a bunch of stickers. Yeah. You sent me a photo of your haul. Yeah. <laughs> from that day. You were very proud. Yeah. I mean, and then at that point I was like, I'm happy. Everything's yeah, more everything's than happy. Great. That's awesome. Yeah. I was yeah. like, this is exactly you know, it exceeds my expectations for what I would expect from Absolutely. a small brewery from a customer service standpoint. Because a I small can, brewery that's two hundred miles away. Yeah, you know, too. So yeah. yeah, and so like I personally can understand a beer fuck up. Yeah, it that shit happens, right? This is not a this is not Anheuser Busch, right? right? It's a small local brewery. You know, shit gets fucked up. It happens. Quality control issues happen, you know, whatever. But they went above and beyond to rectify the situation with me. And so I personally was totally happy. Yeah. Except that there's another part to the story. Okay. (laughs) I don't know if I know this part. So the replacement eight pack they brought me was from the same run. Oh, I do know this part. And uh, the uh, because basically what happened was uh, the rep went to uh, like a Harris Teeter and just picked it up. Yeah. And pulled inventory, you know, then, cause that's what they do. She's not going right. to go down to Charlotte and get me beer. And yeah, yeah. And she doesn't have a fridge full of stuff. Yeah. yeah. Right. So she's going to go to one of her locations, pull beer and whatever. And so, uh, this eight pack was another eight pack that came yeah, from here. That, yeah. yeah. And so it was the same thing. And so she dropped it off 
And um, <laughs> I, I saw it and I opened it up and I looked on the bottom of a can and I was like, it had the same like yours say Happy Holidays, but yeah, like, like this, it, yeah, this one from December. Do you remember what they said? Happy Holidays. No. Okay. Oh, I, I have them in my closet. Okay. So we'll, we can put them in the show notes of what we'll, they we'll said. We'll put a picture of it. Yeah. Um, but it, the run was brewed in September. It was okay. like a September twenty third. Okay. A whole or something. Other world. Yeah, or yeah. something like that. And so I got it, and I pull, and I I just put it in my in my closet because yeah, I was like, all right, this is gonna yeah. be great. I already have another pack in my fridge. No big deal. Because like even with the fuck up, I was like, I'm just gonna go buy another one. Yeah, of course. Like, and I'm just I'm gonna make sure it's not from this fucked up yeah. run. But now you know the like, secret, right? But yeah, so I just put it in my closet. And so when I did pull or in my pantry, and so when I did pull that out, I looked at the bottom of the can, and lo and behold, it was from the <laughs> September. It was from the September twenty third run again. And I was like, son of a bitch. So I just texted the lady again, and I was like, hey, so <laughs> you're not gonna believe this, but. Hi. <laughs> the replacement pack is from the same run. It's also fucked up. And so she was like, ah, shit. Did you open any of them or you just saw the... No, I just looked on the bottom yeah. of the can and saw that it was the same run. And so she was like, ah, fuck. All right. She's like, I'm out of town for like a week. Give me a week. I'll bring you another eight pack. Like, yeah. Don't worry about it. We got you. Just yeah. toss that one or whatever. So a week or so goes by. She shows up at my house. I got another free eight back. Nice. And is that is that one of the stickers with the dog right there? Uh, yeah, yeah. That uh, oh, that sticker put, with the dog is. We'll take uh, a photo. We'll share that. So is. it's that one in the bottom left hand corner, the keep it fresh sycamore one. Oh, cool. Yeah. So the the main sticker, which is the one that caught my eye on uh, on John's cooler here, is a very happy looking, like maybe pit golden retriever sort of thing. Yeah, it's like a gold. Yeah, it looks yeah. like a golden, like a golden wearing like Ray Bands. With like the Sycamore logo underneath, kind of a Cali vibe going on. It's cool. Yeah, very Cali vibe. Yeah, it's cool. Um, but yeah, so, and so basically that's the whole story. So I still have all of those fucked up cans except the ones that I opened in my pantry because my plan is to use like the popping open sound of the can and the pouring <laughs> sound from the beer yeah. to record and uh, use as part of a future intro. For well, the do show. you think it's bungled or do you think it's that coffee ale? Um, they told me that it is juiciness, but something oh, went wrong up. with the beer after it got mm. canned. Because coffee is such a distinct, weird flavor in beer. It could just be something. Something's fucked up with my taste. I should break one open and have you taste it. Yeah, and, we'll and do you that. can tell me okay. what you think it tastes. We'll do like. that. Yeah. All right. That'd we'll do that at the beginning of next episode. Okay. We'll do that as a taste. All right. All right. Yeah. So that long awaited is my whole sycamore juiciness tale that I've been waiting to tell you guys for 10 weeks. So zero out of 10, 10 being the highest, how much would you recommend sycamores beers? 12. 12. Turn it. No, not 12. Fuck 12. 11. (laughs) 11. Turn it to 11. Turn it to 11. Absolutely 11. And I I love, I'm I'm low key obsessed. And their customer service. Amazing. 33. Also 11. Okay. Like Great. they just awesome. like, I mean, like, they, they made, they, they made up for themselves more, more than they needed to. Yeah. And like, I've been to the brewery and like those dudes are just very cool. Like they're yeah. very responsive. They really gave a shit about the fact that I paid money for their product and it was fucked up. Yeah, I mean, which is, that's great. I mean, cause they're like a little brewery hundreds of miles away. They don't need to do that, you know? Yeah. I mean, Absolutely. Like they could have just been like, Hey man, sorry. Like 
go buy another eight pack. Don't know yeah. to tell you. You know, they, they could have easily not believed me. And like, they didn't blink an eye. They were just like, your beer's fucked up. Let me get you a new yeah. beer. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, they were so cool about yeah. it. And like, especially with like all these small, like local breweries and stuff. And like, tr- trophies the same way. Like, if I ever are. had a they single problem, are, yeah. they would bend over backwards to take care of you. Customer first. Yeah. Right. And like, if I was to buy a fucked up case of PBR, they'd tell me to be like, all right. It's they'll send $6. you a coupon yeah, for fifteen percent off your next purchase of, <laughs> right, exactly. of PBR or some sort of bacon or something. Like it wouldn't matter. Yeah. Right. They'll just be like, I mean, that sucks. It's six dollars a twelve pack. Like yeah. fuck off. Like you're gonna be okay. Like, yeah, well, you're gonna be fine, right? Yeah. You, you didn't go broke, right? Right. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, that's my whole story. Uh, we're a little bit over what I said our deadline was gonna be, but we had the news at the beginning, so it's all right. I think we're all right. Uh, so at that, let's move on to the conspiracy. So Jake, uh, I know you gave us a summary of this Act of 1871 thing, but I, like usual, don't know what the fuck you're talking about. <laughs> so, <laughs> so learn me. What What is this? All right, well, let's jump in. So basically what the Act of 1871 is was a law passed by Congress in obviously 1871 that essentially was giving um, the District of Columbia its own sort of form of government because it wasn't a state. Okay. So so the, this is like the, you know, lower 48 plus District of Columbia. Yes. Where like yeah. DC has their own. We weren't uh, 48 at the time, but yes, essentially, yeah. yeah so like but DC, like they have their own electoral college and everything. Right. And right. they also needed their own like fire departments and all these other things that weren't handled by state governments. What was it before? Was it part of Maryland or was it part of Virginia? Neither. It was like this screwed up area that like needed attention. It, so was, that's it was like this green zone. Yeah, well, I mean, this is right after the Civil War. So there's all these other 1871s, right? Not yeah. after the Civil War, is it? Yeah, absolutely. Wait, really? Yeah. I was like, what's happening in 1871? <laughs> the Civil War's over. So Civil War's over. All this stuff is expanding. Wait, the Civil War was less than 100 years ago? Oh, yeah. Civil War was from... Wait, just over 100 years ago? Yeah, Civil War was from 1861 to 1865. Fuck. So, yeah. Dude, when you put it like that, it just does not seem like that long ago. That's like in the 70s, it was 100 years. It wasn't that long ago. I mean, what I and saw, it's what fifty years from the seventies now. So I saw one hundred and fifty years since the end of the Civil War. That oh God, that's nuts. Yeah, I mean, I saw I saw this thing today that was like not to diminish the Civil War, but it basically said um, the Wonder Years aired in the eighties. I, I saw you and posted it was, this. Yeah, yeah, and it was about the sixties, so twenty years ago. So, yeah. like, if an equivalent show aired today, it would be about the 2000s. year two thousand one. God, yeah. And so, like, this is something I bring up to my wife all the time. So it's like two years. Wait, when I was a kid, I was listening to Led Zeppelin and stuff like that. Yeah, I was listening to like Boston and Doobie yeah. Brothers and shit. So now, kids that are listening to an equivalent past amount of time are listening to New Kids on the Block. Yeah, yeah. All right. Anyway, so back to <laughs> Act of 1871. So, uh, if uh, if the uh, everything is aligned, uh, this is coming out on March fourth. So tomorrow on March 5th, Congress is going to swear in Donald J. Trump for his second term, making him the rightful 19th president of the lowercase, and this is very important, United States. So lowercase u, lowercase s. And this is essentially what the belief of 
when you're seeing the hashtag active1871 on Twitter right now, which it's getting bigger and bigger and more popular. Yeah, and this is five weeks ahead of when right. we're going to release this show. So and it's when the show better. releases tomorrow, right. March 5th, yeah, Donald Trump is going to be emperor of the planet or whatever. So, and you're going to be seeing this a lot more. I mean, you're hearing this the day before it happens, but look back on the past couple of weeks and you'll definitely be seeing that this has been building up because right now you're seeing this in QAnon hemispheres. It's all over Sovereign Citizen Twitter. It's all over Patriots.win, which is a website that used to be the Donald.win, which was the Donald. It was the Donald from Reddit. They all got kicked off, and so they have their own uh, website. Yeah, they formed okay, okay, okay. They're like, I don't need your casino. I'm going to make my own casino. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it's that's that. Obviously, it's stupid, but like, let's let's break it down and look at it so that people who are seeing this can understand what they're looking at and what. Yeah. So like in like, true Illuminati fashion. Where is this coming from? Why does it matter? Why is it happening? And why is Twitter inundated with hashtag active eighteen seventy one? Exactly, and like, and like, wh- exactly. Where did this even come from? So, yeah, what, and I guess my question is, what does it really mean? Yeah, like so, in real terms, outside of the conspiracy terms, what was it really? You know? Yeah. So really, what it was was a way to basically run the District of Columbia as a little city because they didn't have a way to do things like get fire departments, get police departments. They had have to figure municipal out, funds. Do exactly like logistics. cities do because I mean, trash pickup. Well, cause you know? Washington DC is, it's not part of a state. No, it's, it's not. like, well, it's like I said before, it's like this green zone. It's like this no man's land. Right. Exactly. You know what I mean? It's so, like the safe haven almost of like, yeah, you know, this like, inside the wire zone for sort of, politicians yeah. kind of it's kind of like the Vatican, but the U S like it's like, it's, I had it's never its thought place. about it like yeah. that, but that's crazy. And yeah, I mean, it kind of is like, yeah. that's where In all way, our yeah. shit is. Yeah. And know? so, um, I've lived in DC and it's, um, kind of a, a weird, horrible place to live. It, it, it kind <laughs> of is. Saying. Yeah. It's actually a lot of fun, but it's like you, it's like New York city. You want to live there when you're young. You don't want to be there when you're old. Yeah. It sucks. Like I, I traveled there for like a school thing in fifth grade. Okay. With yeah, my mom. I did too, yeah. And like we traveled around to all the, like the Smithsonian's yep. and we saw all of the shit, which is fun. You it's know, cool. there. And yeah. I went to a trip there with just my family. One time we stayed in like the Marriott DC Metro center or something. Oh, okay. Yeah. Where like the subway goes underneath the hotel. Yep. And like, again, we went to like all the Smithsonian's and did all this like yeah. sightseeing shit together. And like DC is such a cool place and you can it definitely is. feel like all this really cool energy in like it's there. The it Washington really monument space yeah. is so cool. The reflecting pool is yep. so cool. The, uh, the, uh, the Lincoln Memorial is really cool. Yep. Like Arlington is really cool. Like there's just so much really, really interesting, like very high mana stuff going yep. on up there. But then at the same time, it's like when you go to the Capitol building, it's like, this is where these assholes are in my life. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you're talking about January. This is 6th, where yeah. dipshits fuck up healthcare. Oh yeah, yeah, talking about you know what I mean. Senators. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> yes, that's all true. One of the cool things was when I worked there, I I live I I lived and worked kind of downtownish, and I was near Chinatown, which right on the border of Chinatown is the National Portrait Gallery, which is my favorite part of the whole Smithsonian. 
I don't think I ever went to that one. Uh, it's definitely worth it, man. That's it's probably a, one of those like smaller ones it is. Like, off the beaten path. It really is. Yeah, it's because it's on the edge of Chinatown. It's out of the way. Yeah, because when you go, it's like, I want to see aerospace. Yeah, yeah. I want to see big ones. the art museum. Yeah, yeah. You know, this is not one of the big ones. Like you have to make a special trip out there. Like you have to get on okay. the subway. So most people never go there, which sure. which also makes it nice because it's never really crowded. But you know, I grew up, you know, when I was in college, I was a portrait painter. I did a lot of portrait painting. I did a lot God, of the stuff. things that you've done <laughs> that you just drop. By the way, did you know I was a portrait painter? I'm like, the fuck? I did. A, I did. A, I did a year in a, a, like an atelier in New Jersey where basically I studied under a, a portrait painter and I learned how to paint oil portraits. Okay. Um, that's cool. It was fun. It was so awesome. what you're saying is you can paint my portrait. If you want me to, yeah, I could. Can and, you really uh, still do it? Yeah. I mean, I'd probably do acrylic now because oil is such a pain in the butt. But sure. like I could do it in acrylic. We should sure. fuck around and do that one day. Yeah. Like when it's sure. nice outside, we're hanging out in my backyard getting yeah. smashed. We should just do that. Sure. Okay. I mean, I probably shouldn't get smashed. I'll, I'll probably lose the dexterity while I'm doing it. But I mean, you know, um, I do, lose. Do I have to stand ability. there for like eight hours? Do we just like take a picture of me and hang it in front of I you? I can do that too. That's what I always did. But oh, yeah. okay. So that was, we'll do do that then. Yeah. (laughs) Let's uh, take a picture and then we'll hang out and get fucked up. And then eight weeks from now, you can bring me an acrylic painting. (laughs) And and you're lucky because my wife's the best photographer I know. So she really, she can take your photo. She's amazing. It's ridiculous. And, um, she shot my headshot. I'm going to use for this. She did. You guys will see it pretty soon. Yeah. And, um, so what I would do was on my lunch break in DC, like you have a long lunch and then you leave early and you go get drinks and you, you know, you do like, um, brunch on Sundays and drink a lot. And it's DC is kind of a very drinking culture. What I would always do is on my lunch break, I would go to the portrait gallery and they have two really cool parts of the portrait gallery. The first is they have all the president's portraits there. So you can wander around and see these portraits going all the way back to like Washington through, you know, when I was there as Obama. So either, so would be these be the ones that like used to hang in the Capitol building or used to hang in the white house and have been moved out or something. Well, yeah, they're the the official originals. They're there. Oh, you know, so, so the ones that they actually have are like prints. Yeah, pretty much. Like, Got it. Yeah, okay. Okay. See, see I didn't know that. That's cool. Yeah. So they have those and then they have all these like, they have this whole history of portraiture. So they have like going back to like the Renaissance where they have all these early American and then early American portraiture and they just have all this really cool stuff. And then they have this like news section where they have a lot of really cool portrait photography, which is just out of control. Okay. And um, yeah, so I would just go there for lunch and like walk around and on the down low, eat a sandwich while I'm just like strolling from room to room, staring <laughs> at stuff, you know, studying how they did colors and shit. yeah, but the coolest part of the whole place is if you kind of go back in this one back hidden corner, they have a whole lab where they restore all of the stuff from the Smithsonian. Oh, that's fucking cool. They're in there like, you know, it's a nine to five job. So these dudes are in there restoring all this stuff. And I'm sitting there like snorfing down a Reuben, staring at these guys like rebuilding. There's like a glass pane between oh, yeah. you it's and like them. Oh, yeah. It's like glass. You know, yeah. Like, and so I'm just sitting there staring at these guys like redo paintings from the 1800s. And it's amazing. It's so cool. Like, That's cool. I, I spent every lunch for probably eight months sitting there watching these people and never met any of them, never talked to any of them, just sat there and watched them work. And That's just cool. I'll bet they were back so there cool. like the fucking guys back here, like he's here staring at me again. Like, and they're over there like trying to clean like painting off of like George yeah. Washington's ass and they're just like, yeah, the 
They're like, fuck, is this dude here staring at us he again? Eating, is he eating fucking rock? Can somebody go talk to this guy? <laughs> like, what the fuck? <laughs> and security guards are like, no, that dude is too weird. Yeah. Anyways, DC is awesome. Live there if you can, but only when you're under 30 and you don't want kids. Anyways, so the belief of uh, of Trump getting like re uh, inaugurated on March 5th uh, comes directly from this act where people have read it and they, you know, they kind of misinterpret it. So if it were true, and that's a huge if, what it means is that we're going to return to the Republic of 1870 in that's in quotes when we only had 13 amendments. And this is like the most important part of all this. So why would we return? I'm not picking up on that. Yeah. So what so they the put the act it, in, in 1871 and now yeah. it's 2021. Right. Where does it like magically stop? Okay. So the gist of it is basically that in they passed this act in 1871 and what the secret of it was like behind the scenes was that they were transforming the United States of America as a Republic into a corporation. Okay. And this act of 1871 bundled up the corporation and sold it to the United Kingdom. Essentially. U.S. They incorporated. Right. Was now a subsidiary it's of, of UK incorporated. Yeah. So that's it's what UK incorporated DBA, right. USA incorporated, right? DBA, exactly. DBA, United DBA. States of America. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> land of the free home of the Braves. <laughs> yeah. And it's, it's a huge stretch. And that's the point of all this is that okay. so many people are buying into this and they're retweeting it and posting it. And it's okay. all, all obviously for this hope of like Trump's going to come back and they're pushing it and pushing it. I mean, and yeah, you know, I, I follow a lot of people on Twitter who are in these realms and I see this five or six times a day now. So I, I'm only Where they're just like get, Trump's going to come back. Right. And today's, you know, February. So Biden's like, already been inaugurated. Right. For a while. Yeah. But you know, so, uh, it's going to be Emperor Trump in on March 5th. Right. Exactly. So yeah. So the thought is, you know, the United States was sold to, and they specifically say the Rothschilds, you know, like the old school Illuminati thing. So sold to the Rothschilds. And so the reason why they choose this date and a big purpose of why it's this bill is because right after this bill, you know, other amendments were passed to the constitution. So we only had 13 at the time of the signing of this. They're basically saying every amendment after that is going to be Null and void. Unvalidated, null and void. Okay. Because we're no longer a corporation. We're going to become a republic again. Okay. So, so they're basically trying to target the 14th Amendment. Well, and everyone after that. So let's go through what that means. Is So okay. the 14th Amendment guarantees citizenship for the slaves at the time and anyone born in the USA. So essentially what they want is basically people with brown skin and, you know, people not born in the USA to not be able to vote. So whether or not you're a citizen doesn't matter. Just not born in the USA. If you're slight, it doesn't matter. Like you have to be, and this is a big point too. You have to be born in the United States. Both your parents have to have been born in the United States and then you can vote and then you can be president too. You know? So yeah. And then let's move beyond 14th, 15th amendment, which directly guaranteed uh, African-Americans voting rights. They want that done and gone. Um, 16th Amendment, which started income taxes, which income taxes gone. I mean, I want that one gone. 
Yeah, I mean, you know, that one could be argued. Yeah, um, I mean, Sixteenth Amendment can, you know, fuck off. Yeah, and then <laughs> and then you look at Nineteenth Amendment, which granted, you know, is the suffragettes it granted women the the right to vote. Yeah, so they want that one gone. Yeah, um, and then the Twenty Second Amendment, which this is one where they specifically target this. What was the twentieth and twenty first? Uh, twenty first was uh, undoing of prohibition. That's an extremely important one. Well, but they never mem- mentioned that one, which is odd. Yeah. They can just skip over the beer one since it's not so right. important to them, but it's very clearly important to us. Yeah, exactly. So, and then the 20th Amendment was basically, um, it set a bunch of dates for different things. So, like, when the new president starts, when, it was basically like bookkeeping. You know, it's like... It was like a quality of life amendment. Essentially, yeah. Like, so the inauguration is this date. Term limits start this date. You know, not term limits, but like this is when people's terms start. Right, right. So, yeah, term starts this day. Term ends this day. Inauguration happens this day. Blah, blah, blah stuff. Exactly. And one that the the specific people calling for this, like, act of 1871 to be undone and all this stuff, the ones, the people who are specifically doing that, one of the most one of the most common ones they target is the 22nd amendment, which is term limits for the president. They want to eliminate term limits for the president, which would basically mean Trump for life in their worldview. Yeah. Fuck that. I mean, any president, like even like even Joe Biden, Obama, whoever, like I don't want any president for life. Like, right. It doesn't I mean, I sense. don't think any God, this is the most political statement I will have made on this show. <laughs> I do not think there should be such a thing, period, as lifetime politicians. I don't, you know, and I don't think that's a political statement. I think that's like, I think that's common sense. I don't think there's any reason yeah. for any person to be in a political position for their entire life. Like congressmen. Guaranteed entire life. Senators, you know? all the way down no to, all the way down to like governors, yeah. uh, like state level, you know, yeah. sheriffs, like every, like you should not be able to be in a position in government for so many years that that is your entire, right? like at that point you are not representing the people because you're not a people. You're a politician. I mean, like if you look back and there's black and white footage of this dude being sworn in, like, no, come on. Like, (laughs) forget Yeah, like if you started with hair and you now have no hair, <laughs> you have been going on right. too long. It's, like if you started with colored hair and now have white hair, like you know what right. I mean? Right, yeah. Like I don't know. And just to me at some point, the entire idea of a career politician to me just means yeah, you're not representing people because you're no longer the people. Yeah. I, you know, I mean, how I can you that. relate to the people if you're spending all of your time doing politician shit. You're not a person. You don't have a job. You're, you know, you don't have like a quote unquote job like the rest of the normies. You know what I mean? And so like, how can you be up in Washington representing me and my best interests? You know what I mean? If you don't have the experience of me living as a person in America, you know? Yeah. And I mean, like, even if you are a quote unquote career politician or something, I mean, look at like you and I, if we're like career people in our career paths, we yeah. advance into different things. So like, you know, you, you, you become a local Senator and then you're in like the, the house and the Senate and then you go to the like federal level, you know, you keep climbing 
sure in an aspirational sense to become a president or whatever you want yeah. to do. Yeah, and I mean, but once you're like U.S. Senate, U.S. Congress, right? There's no higher for you to go. You shouldn't be there for 50 congratulations, years. Yeah. but you don't need to be there for forty years. Yeah, exactly. you know what I mean. People get settled in. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree. I agree. And anyway, anyway, before before we dive in too much, I I just I really want to stress on like. You know, we're talking about this and it seems like a goofy thing, but I want to stress about how widespread this is. Like just okay. today alone, I I did some searching and dug, dug in and I found this on about seven different platforms, including like kind of mainstream ones like Reddit, Twitter, Facebook, where I just basically did a search for Active 1871 and I found hundreds of posts on all of these things. And these are people 100% bought in thinking this is going to happen. Let's look back at like kind of what the idea of the act of 1871. This isn't what it actually was. This is like what people are saying it is. So originally it was, you know, an act to provide a government for the district of Columbia. But what people are saying it is, is that this act, which was passed when the U S government was quote unquote weakened after the civil war was a very strategic move by foreign powers and international bankers. And, you know, when they say foreign powers and international bankers, they're actually saying Rothschilds and the Illuminati. So this was when the when the government was weak, this was passed, you know, after the Civil War. And Congress cut a deal with these, you know, Rothschilds of London to incur a quote unquote debt to those bankers. And because the bankers were not about to lend money to a floundering nation with without serious stipulations, they devised a way to get their foot in the door of the United States. So essentially, the Rothschilds took over. The Act of 1871 formed a corporation called, in all capitals, and the capitals part is the important part, the United States. The corporation owned by foreign interests moved in and changed the original constitution. So they're saying that we came in and moved some stuff around. And with the act of 1871, the constitution was defaced, quote unquote, vandalized when the title was capitalized and the word for was changed to of in the title. So their belief is that the constitution was changed to the constitution of the United States of America from the constitution for the United States of America. The United States part being lowercase, which basically means that uh, they're just states and not an actual corporation. So they essentially think because of a capitalization, that means all of this unfolded. So the U.S. of A corporation, not the U.S. for a republic, operates in an economic capacity and has been used to fool the United States people into thinking that that they govern the republic when they don't. But they say it actually does uh, does not represent us all. The people spreading this theory on the increasingly shallow end of the conspiracy pool believe that capitalization is so important and significant to this uh, that that's why it's in legal documents. But to be fair, these are the same exact people who think that Trump misspelling things in his tweet in his tweets are specific coded messages for them to uncover. You know, the Illuminati so, of Trump. Yes, the Trump Illuminati. So, yeah, so instead of having absolute and unalienable rights guaranteed under the original Constitution, they argue we the people now have relative rights or privileges. So they give an example of what this means, which is the sovereign right to travel. 
which has now been transformed under corporate government policy into a privilege that requires citizens to be licensed. So this is the sovereign citizen movement that you see all over YouTube where a guy gets pulled over and the cop asks him for his license and he says, you have no right to pull me over. I'm a sovereign citizen. And then it devolves into the cop smashing the window, dragging the guy out. Yeah. Yeah. This is all because of like this theory here. So the sovereign citizen movement is those YouTube videos you see where cops are ripping dudes out of their cars uh, who were, who uh, refused to produce identification, a quote unquote sovereign citizen will get pulled over for speeding. And then when asked for a license and registration, they tell the police officer that he has no right to talk to them because as a sovereign citizen, they have the inalienable right to travel just as a rule. They say that. Okay. And so the cop is like, I don't get it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I mean, there's lots of cops out there who don't, particularly understand the letter of every single of the 50 billion fucking laws we have here. But I mean, yes, you have the right to travel. You do not have the right to travel like a douche. Right. Exactly. You know what I mean? Like that to me is one of those like, yeah, yes, you do. But at the same time, don't be a dick about it. You know, like, yeah, that's why there's laws about speeding and shit. You know what I mean? Exactly. So, so they're kind of like, you know, they get pulled over speeding and they're using like this one sentence that they've misinterpreted from the constitution as yeah. a way to say like, listen, cop, you can't talk to me. Right. Yeah. And that's not how that works. Right. And as we all know, cops love when you tell them to F off and you can't talk to them. You know, they <laughs> yeah. they usually take that pretty well. Yeah. Um, I mean, the difference is like if you hit like a checkpoint or something and you're like, am I being detained? Right. Or am I free to go? Well, that's a that's a whole different story. That's yeah, a, that's, a, that's a different thing. Yeah, that's a whole other different thing. But that's yeah. not the same thing as like a moving violation. Right, right. You know what I mean? Or a speeding ticket. Like, hey, do you know why shit. I pulled you over? F you. I have a right to travel. And then all of a sudden, like, you're face down with a knee in your neck, you know? Yeah. I mean, I have been pulled over under false pretenses, pretenses before. And sure. like, I mean, sometimes it's hard to know. Like, when I was in high school... I was driving from my parents' house, which is in North Raleigh downtown to go clubbing or whatever. And I hadn't drank or anything. And I got pulled over and the cop like stuck his head in my window. It was like, you know why I pulled you over? And I was like, no. <laughs> it was like, you have a, a license plate light out. And I was like, sick. This is my dad's suburban. <laughs> so, I mean, I don't know what you're fucking talking about. My I'm, license plate I'm, has lights? I'm 18. <laughs> and then he sticks his head in the window and he goes... Oh boy. You've been drinking. And I was like, no, bro, I'm 18. Like the fuck yeah. are you talking about? And he just like whoops a breath out of nowhere and like shoves in my face. It's like, you need <laughs> to breathe into this. And I was just like, bro, he was freaking me out. So, I mean, I did, sure, but I, yeah. you know, at the time I was like, I didn't know any better. Well, if you say no, you go to jail. Yeah. Like, but so later yeah. on I got to the club and I, and I left all the lights on, on the bourbon and I got out and I looked in the back, the fucking license plate light was not out. This motherfucker just wanted to pull me oh, over. Oh man. Yeah. I'd been getting tailed from Crabtree Valley mall all the way to the depot. Oh man. Uh, whatever. Anyways, continue. Uh, that's so annoying though. <laughs> I hate that. I hate when I get tailed by multiple cops and I can tell yeah. because one picks me up and then like a couple miles later they drop off. Another one picks me up. I'm just like, the oh, fuck am I like running Coke right now? Like what's happening? <laughs> You're like a boot. I'm an 18 year old weed dealer. Like what's yeah. happening? I don't know. 
Yeah. Oh, man. I'm running moonshine in my dad's Suburban. Yeah. Sick. yeah. Lots of space for moonshine in the back <laughs> yeah. of a Suburban. Yeah. For real. Yeah. So those dudes are the sovereign citizen movement, which is huge. It's it's way bigger than you think it is. Really? Yeah. And so this the, is like um, a thing that's happening. In it's America. a thing. It's a big thing. Like it's not a thing to me, but it's a those, thing to people. Apparently pretty much all those people who were on the Capitol January 6th running around the inside of the Capitol building. Those were all the sovereign citizen folks. You know, what's funny to me about that whole situation. So all of those people got on that. What what was that social media platform? That's like gone now parlor. I think. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So what is hilarious to me about that is that like, somehow and this is like alleged this is an internet story so y'all come out and tell me whether this is true <laughs> or not but allegedly what happened across the interweb is that all of these fucking people who did that shit after you know Donald Trump's speech in yeah. DC and then stormed the Capitol building all went home to their little keyboards went on fucking parlor and started bragging about all the illegal <laughs> shit that they did. A lot and of them, yes. Yeah, and then subverts from the government went out and were like, and they knew apparently parlor was like about to get shut down for some reason. And they were like, yeah, tell us about all, tell us about <laughs> all the illegal shit you did. Tell us more. Hurry up, hurry up. And these people were out here just like incriminating themselves posting yeah. pictures of themselves yeah, yeah. saying like listing off all the illegal yeah. shit that they did. And then the federal government used all of that evidence from parlor to basically catch all of these yes. fucking people. Yeah. And that's where now across like Facebook and stuff, we're seeing people of like, you know, this person jumping over a railing in the Capitol floor yeah. with like a mask on. You can't tell who they are. Oh yeah. But they outed themselves on parlor. And then the federal government was like, that's the fucking guy. Yeah. <laughs> we got you, bitch. I mean, and then they went and got him. You're you're ninety nine percent correct. Am I? I'm close. You're very close. <laughs> hey, yeah. The best part of it was it wasn't the government that went on and was like, "Tell us what you did" or whatever. Yeah. There was just like this one woman who basically figured out a flaw in the software code of Parlor and downloaded the entire history of Parlor. Oh shit! And just handed it to the FBI. Oh, fuck. So See, I didn't photos, know that one. That's everything, nuts. all this stuff. Yeah, I wish I knew her name. I mean, this lady head, must have had like a fucking backup and recovery server in her house. No, she just like found the file and downloaded it. Yeah, but it I mean, we're talking like, like hundreds of terabytes of. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, she, but like I'm saying, she would have had like a BNR oh, server. Oh, yeah, of in course. Her house yeah, yeah. To handle that much. Yeah, data. but apparently the way Parler's code was written or whatever, it was a very, it was like right click download. Like it was like a very simple thing, um, which is just baffling to me. Yeah. Anyways, so those dipshits are the, are the, <laughs> those dipshits talking about their daily tasks are the, uh, the sovereign citizen movement. And um, this is how the uh, Southern, Southern Poverty Law Center describes them, which is a, a organization that kind of like catalogs extremists and stuff. So they say sovereign citizens believe that they, not judges, juries, law enforcement, or elected officials, decide which laws that they should obey and which to ignore, and they don't think they should have to pay taxes. Sovereigns are clogging up the courts with indecipherable filings, and when cornered, many of them lash out in rage, frustration, and in the most extreme cases, acts of deadly violence usually directed against government officials. In May 2010, for example, a father-son team of sovereigns murdered two police officers with an assault rifle when they were pulled over on the interstate while traveling through West Memphis, Arkansas. 
the movement is rooted, uh, is absolutely rooted in like some racism and anti-Semitism background. In the early 1980s, the sovereign citizen movement mostly attracted white supremacists and anti-Semites, mainly because sovereign theories originated in groups that's, that saw Jew, like quote unquote Jews as working behind the scenes to manipulate financial institutions and control the government. Most early sovereigns and some of those who are still on the scene believe that being believe that being white was a prerequisite to becoming a sovereign citizen because of the way the amendments are written. They argued that the 14th amendment to the constitution, which guaranteed citizenship to African Americans and everyone else born in the U S soil also made black Americans permanently subject to federal and state governments unlike themselves. So essentially saying that since this all ended in 1871, that the, you know, 14th, 15th amendments, none of those mattered. So black people don't actually have any rights. So because African Americans are named in an amendment, right. they have to be quote unquote given rights by the government. Right. That means that white people inherently have rights. Black people inherently don't and are given rights by the government. Yes. That that is pretty much the gist of what they're saying. Sick. Yeah, shitty. I mean, the opposite of sick. <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs> it's, it, like that's, the original meaning of sick. Yeah, that's very, very <laughs> fucked up. Not, yeah. Do not agree. Zero of ten. Opposite of what is good. <laughs> <laughs> These sovereign citizens, and air quotes around citizens, say that by passing the Act of 1871, Congress committed, and this is all in caps lock, treason against we the people, who were sovereign under the grants and decrees of the Declaration of Independence and the original, original Constitution. So the argument from these guys is that basically everything done since 1871 was actually done by America, the company and not America, the Republic. So it's all null and void. And Trump is going to turn back that entire clock to 1871 and put things back on the right track. Hence why he won't be the 45th president again, but actually the 19th president. So the first time Trump was president, he wasn't the president. He was the last CEO of America, the company. Right. There may be some fiddling and argument about whether or not Joe Biden was the last CEO, maybe depending on things, but essentially, yes, like it's, he was the last CEO and then he's going to be the real president to bring it all back in. There's this woman named Lisa Giuliani, no relation to that other guy. She's she's she that other guy. To that other guy. <laughs> she's a complete sovereign citizen. Uh, again, air quotes around citizen, who runs. Oh well, it used to be this thing called Babel Magazine. She's a super citizen. Yeah, su- yeah, super. And uh, she ran this thing called Babel Magazine, which is an online magazine produced for people interested in starting a second civil war and who don't want to pay taxes. And she is a kind of leading, and again, this is an air quotes, intellectual in this whole movement who says, uh, and this is her quote, it doesn't take a rocket scientist or a constitutional historian to figure out that the U.S. government has not been subject to the consent of the governed since long before you or I were born. Rather, the governed are subject to the whim and greed of the corporation, which has stretched its tentacles beyond the 10-mile square parcel of land known as the District of Columbia. In fact, it has invaded every state of the Republic. Mind you, the corporation has no jurisdiction beyond the District of Columbia. You just think it does. You see, you are presumed 
to know the law, which is very weird since we the people are taught nothing about law in school. We memorize obscure facts and phrases here and there, like the preamble, which says we the people establish this constitution for the United States of America, but our teachers only gloss over the Bill of Rights. Our schools, controlled by this corporation of government, don't delve into the constitution at depth. Her argument is essentially that these laws that govern us as a corporation don't extend out beyond D.C. We just think it does and follow those rules. All right. I mean, yeah, don't, you don't yeah, have to. yeah no, I mean, I'm, I'm following her <laughs> argument, but I'm just like, are you? I mean, I'm not. Um, I mean, so basically what she's saying is like all of the extra amendments past 1871, all the extra right. laws, all that shit that only applies to all of America because we allow it to apply to all of America, right. but it's supposed to only apply to the area of America that constitutes the America, the company which is the DC yeah. and not the remainder of America. Yes. So it gets better. The sovereign citizens believe that our USA, that's capital letters, corporate law is based on old timey Roman civil law and admiralty or maritime law, which is also known as the quote unquote divine right of Kings and the quote unquote law of the sea, quote unquote. So if you, go on YouTube, you can find discussions of people who are driving into the Capitol on buses, like rented buses altogether. And they're all having these conversations about whether or not maritime law applies in the district of Columbia and whether or not they can even be hold held liable for breaking into the, the Capitol building. And so I, yeah, I went on YouTube and I found this video and it was literally these people having this discussion and they're saying, because the District of Columbia is a corporation, then only maritime law and old Roman law applies there. So U.S. state laws don't actually apply there. And it's this weird logic that they're pulling out of their own butts. And I have no idea where they even really get it from. But yeah, they were having this long kind of conversation where it sounded like if you listen to two lawyers have a conversation, that's what this sounded like. It was just these two dipshits who had lots of confidence having this conversation, but they didn't know what they were actually talking about because of course U.S. laws apply in the Capitol, you know? And here's what it boils down to and here's what their evidence is. If you refer to the United States Code, this is just a string of numbers, but if you look it up like this, straight into the Google machine, go ahead and put Title 28, 3002, 15 ABC. They say that this is unequivocal evidence that the United States is a corporation. And what they're saying is that the United States listing there is lowercase, which is stupid because it's just saying that a United States associated corporation, what that means is any federal corporation. So uh, an agency, department, commission, board, or any other entity in the United States or instrumentality of the United States. And so because they see the word United States corporation, they just assume that the United States is a corporation. Yeah. But like, here's the thing that I keep wondering about that. Like where I'm not understanding the capitalization because yeah. even if you're talking about a corporation, right? The legal name of that corporation 
would be capitalized. Right. So I'm not understanding where the lowercase is coming in. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Why is that the determining factor here when legal names are capitalized? Yeah. Like the United States of America capitalized the legal name of United States of America Inc. would yeah. also be capitalized. So I'm not understanding why lowercase United States Inc. Right. Why like why is that proof? It's right. just a typo or right. some shit. You know what I mean? Like I don't I don't know. And the reality is it's probably not even a typo. I mean, the reality is this is written in 1871. So if you go back to 1871, what were they doing? They were scrawling crap. On yeah, it was a, handwritten. Yeah, on a piece of papyrus, but a hemp papyrus, you know? Yeah. And so when you write United States, what does a lowercase and uppercase U have in common? They're the exact same shape. They look exactly. What does a lowercase and uppercase S have in common? Well, in cursive, it, they would be totally different. Yeah. Well, well, possibly. Yeah. I mean, I would have to see the original document, but I don't think it's that kind of cursive. I think it's kind of a block writing, like handwriting. Sure. Okay. Um, so, yeah. So, I mean, they're very similar. They look exactly the same. And they're using that, like a handwritten thing from 1871 as evidenced. And, and literally, it is that specific. This one little U and S in the middle of this gigantic bill that was written hundreds of years ago, they're using that as their evidence of this entire theory, which is bonkers. Seems kind of thin to me. Yeah. Yeah. Little thin. It reminds me of that part from super troopers where they're talking about Johnny Chimpo and the captain's like Johnny Chimpo. Sounds kind of thin to me. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Anyways. So, what they are claiming that the lowercase United States means as a federal corporation, all that stuff. But if you even back it up, so what we were just discussing was Title 28, 3002, 15 ABC. If you go to Title 28, 3002, 14, it literally outlines that state means any of the several states, the District of, District of Columbia, Commonwealth of Puerto Rico, the Commonwealth of the Northern Marianas, or any territory or possession of the United States. So literally right before this part that they're arguing about, it defines what they're arguing about, like a sentence before. So this is just a context game. Yeah. They're taking out of context in 100%. the interest of getting people on their side about some bullshit argument when really the document says it. You yeah. just need to go back a passage or two. Literally a one sentence. And boom, you have yeah. context. And so the other thing they quibble about is federal corporation claiming that federal corporation is meaning United States is a corporation. But a little bit further back, they define federal corporation as any agency of the federal government established by Congress to perform a public pur purpose, which provides a market-oriented product or service and is intended to produce revenue that meets or approximates exp its expenditure. So like... It's the basically FDA, saying, DHHS, the IRS, Department yeah, of the Energy. IRS. Yeah, yeah. All that is a corporation of the government. Yeah, exactly. Instead of the average person or lawmaker who is, you know, actually reading this, who thinks, oh, corporation of the United States means basically IRS or any of these other things, these people read it and think the United States has been owned by the Rothschild since 1871 and 
Donald Trump will be the 19th president. So little thin. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's like tough, but not that tough. Like I have, I gone out and read this document. No. Yeah. But like this argument just does not make sense. Well, you know? yeah. And you see like a, like a meme on Facebook where it just says, Oh, according to this U S constitution thing here, and people see that and, and like they have a lot of hope because there's a lot of people out there who really hope Trump comes back and becomes president again. And they see this and they think, oh, that's how it's going to happen. Like, you know, it's just it feeds into their happiness and their beliefs. And yeah. I mean, it's so tough right now. And we've talked about this whole social media platform thing. And like memes have become so huge in the last number of years. And like, I'm not going to go as far as to say memes are dangerous but people are stupid and they do believe bullshit. Yeah. I mean, and like absolutely. there's an entire meme page on Instagram dedicated to basically trying to prove the fact that there's some law somewhere that says that you should recycle car batteries in the ocean and that people <laughs> have been doing it forever. Okay. And that um, what you should do with your used car batteries is throw them in the ocean because the alkaline mix is somehow good for the ocean. Like, and they just post recycling car battery in the ocean memes. Like, that's all they do. Uh, and I'm just like, I don't want to have to drive 200 miles <laughs> to throw away another car battery. I know. But, I, but I'm just like, that's the kind of shit where it's like, if you yeah. can't tell this is fucking fake, like, you maybe need to take a step back from social media. Yeah. And like, even earlier in this show, it reminded me of recently, it's like yesterday or the day before there was a meme that came out or it wasn't even really a meme. It was like one of those screenshots of a Twitter conversation. And the first uh, tweet was Elon Musk saying, I'm getting off Twitter for a while. And, oh. the, and I think I posted this on yeah. our, on our, uh, on our Instagram and the follow up was someone being like, thanks Elon. I'll take it from here. Yeah. <laughs> Elon Musk has returned to Alpha Centauri and the, uh, yeah. the earth has now been scheduled for demolition. Right. right. Have a nice day. Don't panic. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm just like people. Right. Right. <laughs> like this shit is dumb. Like you have to laugh it at is. it and realize that memes are comedy. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, when you break it down, I mean, that's what a lot of this all started as. I mean, you know, when you see the whole QAnon thing where they're like, this is a meme army and we're digital soldiers and they're just basically like shit posting and people are buying into this as like, yeah. this is the way the future is going to work because they're just kind of older people who think this is how the internet is. Yeah. You know, and it's, yeah. I mean, I feel like it's definitely older people who think shit posting is like, there's an element of truth in shit posting. Right. And it's not, it's just shit. Yeah, yeah. It's just, it's Gen Z comedy. Yeah, it really is. And I mean, if you honestly think that a capital U and a capital S have been the secret determination that the United States is actually a corporation and not a republic run by presidents for the past hundred years, I I think you're right. I think you need to take a step back. Like yeah. Just kind of back up away from the computer and like look at your life a little. I mean, this entire conspiracy is based on uh, capitalization. Yeah, which and is like bonk, bizarre. This is not, you know, um, what is that shit called? The um, when Ted Kaczynski was doing the bombing thing, and he was, you know, 
doing his whole Unabomber thing and he was sending all those. No, well, yeah, part of the manifesto, but he was sending all of those letters and the FBI uh, behavioral unit analysis that they assigned to it basically developed this uh, system that was brand new and used in the case against Ted Kaczynski as the Unabomber, where yeah. basically they used uh, like fingerprints and stuff that he left behind uh, ways that he used certain spellings yeah. certain uh, formatting the, the contextual analysis yeah all, all, stuff, all yeah. of this contextual analysis and I can't remember what it's called forensics? Uh, lin- linguistic forensics yeah yeah all right linguistic forensics is a thing yeah that the FBI uses to you know catch Absolutely. people like Ted Kaczynski who write hundreds of pages of letters yeah over you know, decades, you know, linking him all the way back to a very specific time frame of the Chicago Sun or whatever, right. using very specific spellings to save ink because letters cost money, you know, yeah. or, you know, very specific uh, syllabi for formatting, for um, uh, for writing thesi and stuff like that. Uh, that is not what we're talking about here. No. We are not talking about not linguistic forensics here. We're talking about literally two words and capitalization and that is nothing could you imagine though if like all of a sudden they were like oh my bad that was actually not supposed to be capitalized black people women and other people can't vote anymore and i I thought this earlier and so i was gonna ask you i was like what (laughs) if this was real well what if it's true what if like what if this comes up and all of a sudden we have Emperor Trump, President 19 of the United States of America and the Corporation of America has been sold to yeah. Great Britain. Well, first of all, like why why Trump? Like why does I mean he only plays into this because those are the people that are pushing at this moment, but like uh because he's not Ronald Reagan. Sure. But I mean, like, why not? I don't like, know. I don't why not know. the ghost of Woodrow Wilson? Like, you know, <laughs> like, like know. who? I mean, why are we locked into this one person? You know? I don't know. Because I don't know, because Trump is like, I think for these people. Trump is that non-politician. He's that yeah. like I I, I no like, that's a big, I, I I don't know. I that's don't a know. Big point. I don't know yeah. the way to say it. He's like he's this just he's this he's a shit poster just like them. You know, like yeah, he's he's okay and, being know, offensive. That's probably true. You know, he's, he wants to be offensive. He wants to confront people, and uh, people want someone who will fight for them. Yeah, you know, that's what they want. I think know? these people see him as a brash normal American dude, not a career politician. Right. And who's come back to like save the Republic. Yeah. Even though he's got a gold plated toilet and doesn't care. I mean, it's like, even though he's a gold plated ass. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it, it's completely baffling to me that that that's connected. And I mean, if, if right now, if today, like Biden came on TV tonight and was just like, Oh God. Yeah. Uh, this was actually meant to be capitalized. I guess the Rothschilds owed us. Oh, sorry. A Act of 1871 expires today. I guess right. uh, we and then up all of a sudden we're like that. the queen comes on every TV channel at once and it's like, <laughs> and then like her corgis are running around bursting and, into flames. And, and then it's like, like a, a like doomy like organ solo yeah. like pops up in the background. Dun, dun, dun. Like Prince Charles swoops down and you know, like, I own all of you now. The boss fight happens and right, Rothschilds come out of nowhere. Yeah, it's like, they raise the dead. They come back from the dead. And yeah, it's, I mean, like, I, I don't know what even would happen. Who knows? Yeah, I don't it's, even. I don't even know. Could you even imagine if like somebody came to your house right now and they were like, "Hey, there was a typo in your deed," and actually Bob, your neighbor, owns your house. 
it would just be fist fights until the world. Yeah, ended. I'd literally like, hit that person in the face. <laughs> right. Like, like who the like, F is I'm Bob? I'm sorry. I've already talked to the registrar and the, and the department right. of revenue about the taxes on my house. So yeah. It's like, I've, <laughs> I've talked to Winchester. Like, I mean, like, <laughs> where's that conversation going to go? Like, and now imagine that on like a global scale. There's no way, you know? Yeah. If somebody came to me with a typo that they owned the wheels on my car, it would be a huge problem. You know, you're right. It's just, yeah, it's baffling to me. It's yeah. so weird. And yeah. I don't understand this one. When you brought this one up to me, I was like, the fuck are you talking about? But it's everywhere. It's on every social media platform. So I encourage everybody out there to jump on your laptop, search out uh, hashtag active 1871. So you can uh, learn about uh, what we have to deal with when Trump becomes president again tomorrow with well, the 19th president, 19th tomorrow. president. Yeah, so and then he'll be the twentieth and the twenty first and the twenty second and just and forever. Yeah, <laughs> and you know I'm really until looking he to becomes the, a cyborg and then moves back to Alfred Centauri. Yes, I'm looking forward to the commemorative plates. I'm really I'm a big fan of the and the coins. You think there's going to be a Trump commemorative? Okay, hold on. Wait, what's that plate company? Is there going to be a Trump library? Oh yeah, of course. There's always a presidential library. Yeah. Why wouldn't there be? Yeah, but why would there be? Eh, why not? I, I don't know. I mean, he's a president. What? what I, okay, so I think about this. I walk into the Trump Presidential Library. The very first book I see is like Art of the Deal. <laughs> I mean, obviously, what else would there be? I, 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 well, I was going to be basically like How to Become a Millionaire, Dr. Seuss edition. No, Art of the Deal. Really? Yeah. Art <laughs> yeah. of the Deal one, Art of the Deal two. Okay. That's and, it. And then basically a bunch of books with all pictures and no words. Uh, yeah, there'll be words. <laughs> the big, the biggest words, the best words, <laughs> the best deal words, the best, the best deal words. I mean, yeah. it'll probably be in Palm beach. You know, it'll probably be on like, it would probably be on Mar-a-Lago. I don't know why they would go anywhere else for it. They're not going to put it in New York. Would it be like a gold plated signed first edition of art of the deal? I, I guarantee one of those exists. There has to be. <laughs> there, there, there would, I would be, shocked if one didn't exist appalled i would be appalled if one didn't exist like why wouldn't <laughs> you make that like if that was your book you know like he's trump he's got a book like why why not make a gold-plated edition yeah i don't know he, he fakes himself on time magazine covers why not wait he fakes himself on time magazine covers yeah that was like a whole thing a while ago like in 2017 or something they found a bunch of like he had fake time magazine covers put up around uh around the white house interesting yeah did you hear that apparently there's going to be a new version of home alone 2 come out where they edit donald trump out of it i, I feel His like little cameo is going to be edited out yeah i feel like it's dumb like just leave him in there I, I don't know if that's true but i heard that like yeah that might be a thing i wouldn't be surprised I, mean, yeah. I, I wouldn't be surprised but like first of all Who's out there needing a new copy of Home Alone 2? Like, who's just like, listen, I got to get this new edition. I mean, I don't know. It become, I mean, it become valuable. Do you have an original copy of Home Alone 2 on VHS? I don't have an original VHS of anything. <laughs> no, I have like, I have like two, I have like two skate videos from back in the day on okay. VHS, nothing else. I think know? I have the original Star Wars trilogy. Like the, like the prequels? Or? Yeah. Like no, oh like the original, the originals, okay, yeah. yeah. Like not the special edition, like the before, the before all the CGI gotcha. yeah, was added, yeah, yeah. yeah, the good ones, yeah. yeah, yeah, that makes sense. But yeah, so anyways, and yeah, 
good luck tomorrow with uh, uh, Emperor Trump. Yeah. Well, hopefully uh, America, the country still exists. Uh, yeah. I mean, hopefully. I mean, yeah. hopefully we can wrap up this whole America, the corporation thing and get back to business. You know? Right. All right, guys. Well, thank you for joining us for another episode of Reluminati. Uh, we will look forward to seeing you guys next week. Thank you for joining us for this episode of Brew Luminati. Our intro and outro music is written by Dungeness. Want to learn more about the topics we cover and who we are? Join us on Facebook and Instagram at Brew Luminati Podcast for behind the scenes content and updates. Do you have mystical powers of insight or just questions, suggestions, and feedback? Reach out to us at thebrewluminati at gmail.com. Are you ready to immerse yourself into the inner circle? Visit patreon.com slash brewluminati podcast. For the same price as a cup of coffee or sandwich you won't remember, you know, because of mind control, you can join the Brewluminati and lift the veil on the true mysteries of the universe. Your membership to the Conclave unlocks access to our secret Discord server, bonus Patreon-only content, behind-the-scenes talks, and much more. Every dollar spent not only helps us reveal the truths of the world, but also frees us to make the show better, weirder, and allows us to go deeper and deeper into the void while funding our next beer run. When we're not talking conspiracies and beer, we're passionate about saving the forgotten puppies and kitties of the world. 10% of every dollar you donate goes directly to the Best Friend Pet Adoption Agency. They are a local 501c3 all-breed, all-foster cat and dog rescue that will save the life of a pet who never had a chance. Keep an eye out because we'll be posting pictures of the lives our listeners save. For more information on Best Friend Pet Adoption, head over to bfpa.org. Join us again next week for another episode of Brew Luminati. We know you will, because again, mind control is real. Thank you.